Welcome to Guilty Treasures. I'm your host, Ann Kern. I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. And our intro is a little different and still a work in progress because this is actually not Guilty Treasures. This is our spinoff podcast, Who Would You Trust With a Sword? So after you've had a second with a dramatic pause to understand that this is a different show and what maybe the concept might be, I will tell you that this is an idea that we came up with at PodCon, as I recall, um, last year, sort of as a joke that the idea was amongst a group, certain group of people who who amongst them would you be willing to trust with a sword? We definitely came up with it at, I think like we solidified it as a podcast idea at PodCon, but this was mm. definitely just conversations that we would have. Like we had a com- we had a long drawn out conversation of one of these, like walking around World Showcase at Epcot. So like that like, is true, it, back yes. in October of 2018. So uh, <laughs> this is something that was just like, you know, a normal topic of conversation you have, which is who would you trust with a sword? If you were in the situation that you needed to trust someone with a sword and you had one sword, who would you give it to? Yeah, I mean, and, and I think, you know, you could sort of have some backup people as well of, of who you might be willing to give a sword to, but you do have to settle on one person who is the chosen one to carry the sword. I mean, basically, the podcast idea was the equivalent of some strange woman in a lake throwing a sword at us, and now we have to figure out what to do with it. And we're now going to pass this burden on eventually to other people. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you, I don't know. The, you do for, not know. I don't know the topics that uh we'll be using for this sort of backdoor pilot. So, Anne, please drop upon <laughs> me what we're what chaos we're doing today. Yeah, so I, I this is a difficult one because we want to have a guest who is going to be involved in this conversation, but this pilot we decided that our chaos should be ours alone. <laughs> so, it's just the two of us, but I still wanted to include the guests. So, I thought that maybe what we should do is which of our guests who have previously been on Guilty Treasures, we would trust with a sword. And because that is quite a lot of people, it is quite- I am willing to narrow it down to just the Kevins. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no point in me keeping it a secret because you figured it out anyway. <laughs> the minute you said it, I was like, hmm, that's a lot of people though. <laughs> so just just as a reminder, uh, I have pulled up our Kevins. So this is mostly, well, it's partially for us, I would say, not just for the listeners. So going in reverse order, episode 24 on Pokemon Go was uh, our friend Kevin Budnick. Episode 23, which was on Neural Networks, was Kevin Hendricks. Episode 22, Martial Arts, was Kevin Serretta. 21, Silver Spoon, uh, the manga and anime, was Kevin Cole. And 17 was uh, Kevin Bobbitt on Monster Hunter. And I'm even though he was not one of the cavalcade of Kevins, he still technically counts. And I want to include him in this, even yes. though we didn't plan ahead for him to be included in that run of all Kevins. <laughs> if we had known, we would have done that. We are going to start, I'm going to start on my phone a timer for 15 minutes. So we have 15 minutes to discuss this topic and select a Kevin to be the chosen one who will carry the, uh, the Sword of Destiny. Okay. Okay, I'm starting it now. It has started. So how do you want to break this down? Do you want to go Kevin by Kevin? Do you want to analyze them as a group? (laughs) (laughs) See, this is what what is very fun and and what I hope to God does not come off in any sort of uh, negative way is like when you know someone personally, this is this is by no means a judge of anyone's character. No, no, certainly not. Yeah. And definitely because of recent events. (laughs) <laughs> Certain Kevins have lost their position, and would I trust them with a sword? I mean, you know, I would say that he used his fictional sword responsibly from his character standpoint. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I don't, I don't know if you can uh, eliminate him on that alone. Fine. 
he didn't just start, you know, swinging it around randomly and he didn't trip and fall on it himself. <laughs> that's so. true. Also, it didn't exist. It was not a real sword and no. he was in character. So I don't know if I don't know if that's uh, if that evidence is, is relevant. No, that's fine. I guess. I feel like maybe Kevin Budnick of Pokemon Go, because he is a heavy Pokemon player, Pokemon do not usually have swords. They do now, so this has kind of thrown a wrench in my argument. Well, but, but there's a Pokemon that is a sword. So maybe we just have to mm. ask, like, like, what's Kevin's opinion of, of Honedge? Because that's the sword Pokemon. So, like... Well, I mean, we could tweet him while we're recording and ask, but I don't <laughs> know if he can answer in the 15 minutes. I feel like I feel like that's uh, muddying the waters. This needs to be entirely... Right, it has to be a capsule yeah. of information. I would still say that you're not, you know, you're sort of, you're using your Pokemon as a weapon, but they also have free will. To some extent, right? So I don't know if that's necessarily an indicator that somebody would be responsible with a weapon which they have to hold and utilize. Right. Well, and some of this is like, isn't even like linked to like responsibility. Like Kevin Bobbitt's like one of the nicest dudes I know. It's not that I don't trust Mm. him with a sword. I just don't see him wanting to use a sword. Yeah. That's, I mean, I I feel, I feel like Kevin Budnick that that would also potentially, I I feel like he would say no thank you. Right. (laughs) uh, That he was good if we offered him one. I I mean, mean, there was a moment at the, uh, the, at the Gen Con uh, Cards Against Humanity show that we both attended, in which it was, uh, the idea was presented that, the, so at the venue, there was a, appeared to be a wooden sword hanging from the ceiling, very sort of <laughs> Damocles style, and it was suggested that at the end of the show, uh, they would throw Kevin up there to mm-hmm. grab said sword so that he could become the rightful king. And, like, I, I support that idea. Yeah, that is true, and it did not happen, but in his defense, it was quite high. It's, yes, no, it would have, it would have taken, uh, it w- would have taken quite a feat. I feel like they might have lost their deposit on the venue too if they had taken the sword <laughs> that's true yeah the weird masonic <laughs> temple or whatever the hell it was yeah I, I don't know if you want the the masons to dislike you that seems dangerous the same thing the same this in my same argument is like with no would i trust kevin cole with a sword man i might I, you know i feel like i feel like he's kind of maybe the dark horse here that I'm I'm really not sure. I feel like I could go either way with mm-hmm. him, which maybe means like, I think the fact that he, you know, his topic was very much about sort of moral responsibility, you know, working with livestock and stuff. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, maybe, maybe that means that this is somebody with the depth to use a sword responsibly and yes. not just be excited about the fact that they have a weapon that they could use against other people. He feels very much like the King Arthur choice, right? The like, the yes, sword yes. of destiny is, is meant to be with you you are the rightful king of england sort of situation he's kind of is he is he like the stable hand of this of this group of kevin's <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> like in a nice way yeah, yes no i understand <laughs> i think we have to talk about monster hunter i think we have to talk about kevin bobbitt i think that is an important factor of, of all of the people of based on their topics except maybe kevin serrata with martial arts i do but feel with like martial monster arts hunter, you don't have a sword you do, well you can have a sword oh, i guess you can that's true. But, but you don't usually. I can't even remember what, what Kev said his, like, favorite Monster Hunter weapon was. But, like, there's, there's like, multiple types of swords in Monster Hunter, right? There's, like, sword and shield. There's, like, great sword. There's, like, the twin knives. And what are knives if not just two small swords? So... Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Knives are two small swords. Does that mean that any one of these people that we have seen use a steak knife, we have information now on their responsibility <laughs> with a sword? Maybe? 
does a butter knife count? Does it have to have an edge? No, I don't think so. I I think no. I mean, like a hunting knife, right? Like a like okay, a okay. yeah, not like a steak knife. That doesn't count. Yeah, I guess like a utility knife. But utility knives are often you know hunting hunting knives as well. So I, I think they have to be double. They have to be double edged weapons. Okay. All right. Specifically double edged. Yeah. For double edged knives are basically small swords. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, because otherwise you're getting into this territory where an exacto is a sword, which right. is kind of pushing it, I suppose. No, it's, I mean, an exacto is a weapon, it's just not a sword. We're getting off topic. Are we, though? Because of the entire point of this first episode That's is true. kind of to lay some of the, the ground rules for That's how we true. even define what a sword is, which is probably a conversation that we should have had first. <laughs> because we didn't actually determine what a sword is or is not. Look, not all knives are swords, but all swords are knives? I don't It's a, there's, there's uh, definitely like a square uh, rectangle situation happening here. Okay, well, we'll put that in, in a box. <laughs> For, for later. Okay. Take okay. up and say do not open. <laughs> got it. Um, got it. So who have we not... I feel like we have not really dug into Kevin Hendricks yet with Neural Networks. Kevin Hendricks is a dear, dear friend of mine, and, and I love him greatly, and I do not think he has the disposition to have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that on the basis of his, his interest in his topic, that maybe... Maybe it's a little too, like, he, he likes weirdness too much. I don't know if you want weird people to have swords. <laughs> and I say that as a weird person. I don't know that I would be responsible with a sword. That's going to be a different episode is which of us anyone else would trust with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we, have to get, we have to get all the Kevins back on and they have to judge us. Yes, then. <laughs> yes. That, that only seems fair. Uh, that's going to be a Patreon goal at some point. <laughs> we also, we have not talked about the fact that more than one of these Kevins is an improviser and whether or not that has anything to do with one's responsibility. That's that's true. We have two Kevin parentheses improvisers in this group. <laughs> but I feel like, I, you know what? I feel like a lot of times, like, and granted, this is, I, I could be talking out of my ass. I don't know what training you go through. But like a lot of like different stage training involves like swords and fighting and stuff. Yeah, you do have to, you do combat training. Yeah. If you do theater seriously, not usually for improv per se there's not a lot of sword fights in improv but there's a lot of sword fights in like shakespearean content so we have a, a favored there with one improviser kevin I have taken stage combat. I do not know that it made me much safer with an actual weapon. I will say that for the record. I think it's a it's maybe a different a different thing. I do think improv prepares you for the unexpected, which does seem like it would be a useful skill with a weapon in some universe where you would need this sword for some sort of righteous reason, which is the universe that we are we are <laughs> suggesting. <laughs> now and now if the question was who could like have the most panache with the sword? Like, really, really play up and just, like, really be like, hell yeah, they've got that sword. That rules. Kevin Serretta wins by, like, a country mile. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's still... There's got to be this question of not just who you would trust with the sword, but who would accept it if you offered. I do, I do feel like that that element That's, of the decision yeah. is is also important because I I feel like Kevin Budnick might say no, and I'm not really sure about the other Kevins. I feel like Kevin Serretta might say yes immediately, <laughs> um, and I'm not sure if it makes me trust him more or less. <laughs> We have to test this in the real world now. We actually have the capacity to do this. To some this extent, is not we fully could. A hypothetical. Oh god, that's <laughs> terrifying. Five Kevins walk into a bar. One of them has a sword. I don't know. Are we are we circling any kind of conclusion here? Do we have anyone we want to eliminate either because of you know maybe just unwillingness? I don't know if I want to eliminate anyone. I think mm. I'm still like I think my like heart of heart depths answer is Kevin Cole. Just mm. because like I I I think 
There's something about, like, the responsibility of a sword that yeah. he just, like, his his demeanor seems to indicate to me, like, yes. There are multiple, I think, motivations to be like, I want to give you a sword. A lot of times, for, like, I will literally use the phrase, be like, if I had a sword, I would give it to you out of respect. But, like, I think, I think his is like, if we were in, like some kind of fantasy realm and here is this like magical sword that has been like found upon the mountain i would be like no you are the one to have this like <laughs> this is destiny um and i don't know why i have that feeling in my heart but i do so we we have a little bit more than three minutes left to make this decision so our, our first conclusion is that basically any of these kevins we would can at least get seriously consider letting have a sword is that what you were what you were saying and then I'm we not- just narrow it down to who we would trust first you're not willing to commit to that (laughs) i'm not willing to commit to that okay okay so but it doesn't matter really because it still leaves us with the same problem of we need to we need to select a kevin i don't want anyone to be offended that i don't trust them with a sword (laughs) (laughs) only one kevin can can remain this is this is a Highlander situation. Okay. Uh, I mean, eventually, maybe all of them will have swords if there's some sort of uh, zombie apocalypse or something, you know. So we're not ruling that out as a possibility. That is definitely the kind of scenario in which really anybody should have a sword. I'm super into this idea that we're, we have a zombie apocalypse, and instead of like makeshift weapons or bats or guns, what everyone has is medieval ass swords. Well, yeah, it could be time travel or like an alternate reality or what you know, any kind of unusual situation. Mm-hmm. Not just like going to the mall with a sword. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. So I feel like we have we have maybe some strong some stronger leanings though. So you're leaning towards Kevin Cole. I am. I am maybe putting my money unexpectedly on Kevin Serretta because I would like to point out that while he is an unpredictable fellow, mm-hmm. <laughs> based on my experience with him, yeah. that uh, I would say that he is already a weapon himself. <laughs> <laughs> Because of his martial arts training. And he has he has expressly told us that he has been taught not to use that weapon except when it is really needed, like, to defend others. So he has had basically, you know, the night training, the equivalent of something like night training. He has a code. We we know that we know that his hands are deadly and that he could use them at any time and that he is not. I'm gone. I've I've died. <laughs> I've lost it. You've got um, a minute you got a minute thirty-five here. Shit. Uh man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so we've got we've got between between Seretta and Cole, we have the unassuming, untrained stable boy who might be a child of destiny, and we have Kevin Seretta who is potentially a bit of a loose cannon, but has had training. So we have to pick yes. between the two of them, and we have approximately oh, one minute to do so. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think I, my only thing is I feel like yeah, Kevin Cole's a dark horse, right? Like mm-hmm. like you yes. don't know, like he's an underdog. Like I don't know his experience. He might not want the sword. Like, I don't know. Um, But is the fact that he might not want it, does that make him more qualified to have it than the person who does? I don't know. It's a magical sword. I mean, it's definitely, it's got to be something special. It can't just be, you know, one of those cheesy things you get at an anime con. Right, right, right. Oh, shit. I don't know if I just can't with a sword. (laughs) I mean, that can can be the conclusion. (laughs) 30 seconds. I don't know. I'm so torn because you're right. Like, like the thing is, is like, not only do you have someone who is trained in combat, but also trained in having a sharp wit, shall we say. <laughs> How many times am I going to use that joke? <laughs> but I think we don't have, a, like, do we have enough information, right? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I think that becomes then a question of, that's something we'll have to address throughout this thing. Oh, is there like, we go. oh, there's the there timer. There's the timer. I'm going to finish my thought, which is like, okay. something I feel like we'll have to address throughout these conversations is like, what do you do when we have no, inf- we don't have the information? 
because we're just this is all conjecture i have i have an, a solution to this problem okay kevin cole and kevin soretta have to fight each other oh my god <laughs> In, in a safe environment, sure. this is not like a Kirk versus Spock thing. This is not, you know, it's not going to be weird. Maybe the battlefield is Pokemon. I don't know. It's something you know, like or Monster <laughs> Hunter. We'll just combine everything or we will put this information into a neural network and see there we who go. it selects. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, we have to trust science on this matter. So our first conclusion is that we don't have one. Right. Our first <laughs> conclusion is that we've already broken the format. I think this is very typical of like, a, like a lot of the times we've done this in the past where you have people where it's like, you have characters or people or whatever it is whatever the topic whatever the group topic is where it's like i would trust you with a sword i would maybe trust you with the sword but it's like different factors right like i think kevin cole's more of the like we got like the regal knight protector sort of mm-hmm. you know character and kevin Surratt is like you gotta fuck some shit up <laughs> like, <laughs> and in that in that kid's case i would give kevin a sword yeah i mean i would say in your in your your party, your adventuring party, might really want both of them, which is a fair conclusion. Right, right. You have, like, a paladin, like, you, like, you have, like, the paladin and then, like, the, like, I don't know, rogue? I feel like maybe yeah. I'm trying to think of other good <laughs> classes. Uh, yeah, I'm, rogue, I think, is accurate. I mean, and you, you want to have that as an option, right? You know, if there's there's some sort of very dramatic moment where one of them is, is incapacitated, the, the other one can take up their sword. Maybe what we've actually discovered <laughs> is not that we would trust one Kevin over the other with a sword, but that all five Kevins to get five, five Kevins together yes. make the perfect adventuring party. <laughs> <laughs> that will be our additional spinoff, which is an actual play podcast that's just people named Kevin who we happen to know. Yes. <laughs> Instead of all bards, it's all Kevins. And I would like to stress that all of the Kevins we have discussed today are definitely fictional and any any relationship <laughs> to any actual Kevins is completely coincidental. And if any of them has a sword, please do not come find us. <laughs> No, all the, all the Kevins are great. Like, I think we should end Cap with this with, like, not, and not just because they're Kevins, but just because they're good people. Yes. Who happened to be named Kevin. Who, and some of whom I would trust with a sword more than others. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Happy New Year. This is sort of your little bonus, little break for us, and, and your little bonus episode for, well, ho- for the It's a holiday. holiday present. It's a yes. Candle Nights gift. It's a Candle Nights gift. It's now a, we're it's, also going to get sued by the McElroy's. It's a, it's a, it's a, sol- it's a winter solstice gift. How yeah, many yeah. people can, uh, how many people's IP can- Winter solstice <laughs> is a trademark, so whatever. But we will be back in two weeks with a normal episode, uh, very excited with the guests that we are going to bring you in the new year and i hope you all had a happy holiday and maybe uh hopefully we we will iron out all the details but i think the plan is to sort of if y'all jive with this we might launch a patreon in the new year and uh this show will be available as a bonus feed uh situation yeah which would also give an interactive element that we have not been able to do thus far that we might be taking suggestions at that point for uh topics um for categories of people that you would like to trust or not with a sword uh but until that time uh you can follow the podcast on twitter at treasures cast we will definitely tweet out updates as that develops We would also like to say both a big thank you and, if necessary, a sincere apology to all of the Kevins included in this episode, which we certainly hope they're okay with since we did not ask them first. If any of you already have a sword, we're especially sorry. Kevin Bobbitt is on Twitter at KevBobbitt, and you can watch him streaming video games on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash kbkingsize. Kevin Cole is on Twitter at RealKevinCole, and you should play his game Hack, which is spelled H-A-Q-U-E, which can be found on Steam and itch.io. Also, the Kickstarter for the improv tabletop RPG he developed, Space Kings, just recently ended, and you should check that out. 
Kevin Hendricks is on Twitter at Kevin underscore Hendricks and can be found performing improv in Columbus, Ohio, and on his Blades in the Dark actual play podcast, Knives at Night. Yes, we do now realize we should have considered the name of his show in our decision. Kevin Serretta is on Twitter at Kevin Serretta, and he performs with the Improvised Shakespeare Company at the I.O. Theater in Chicago, which you should go see if you're ever in town. You can also hear him as Dripfang the Necromancer on Hello from the Magic Tavern, wherever you find your podcasts, which we assume you can since you can hear this. Kevin Budnick is on Twitter at Knitted Sweater. You can find his work on his website, Garfield.Zone, which is the best URL of all time. And you can support his wonderful diary comics via Patreon.com backslash Kevin Budnick. And until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy. (laughs) 